Amanda and I'm Kristen and we are the extra sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to episode 117 I don't think it'll ever feel normal to say 100 (laughs) something but what are we gonna do when we get to 200 something I go so fast through these I know it just it's crazy but in this episode, we are going to be discussing a Swedish film, Let the Right One In, which we briefly discussed in the 2000s part two. But we wanted to do a whole episode dedicated to this one because it's it's that good. It's well loved. Yes. And it is revered in the horror community. It has an American remake, which we will not be discussing in this one or like not much anyways. I don't really yeah. plan on talking about it very much. No. Which is good because I actually haven't seen it. So I just had this like horror moment and I was like, wait, was I supposed to watch the American no. one? Are we about to cut this real short by not recording it if I was. But uh, no, I don't. We're not. We're not talking about that one. We're not. I have actually seen it, but it's been a long freaking time. I think we're actually doing it for 100 Years of Horror, though. So that'll be a nice refresher. Yeah, this one I have only I only saw this one. I actually saw this one. Years and years ago, which I briefly, briefly talked about in 100 Years of Horror with one of my exes, he was really into vampire films and vampire books and vampire lore. And so he... Understandable. Yeah. He had us watch this one. God, it was like 2012, I want to say. And I did watch it. And I do remember at the time I really enjoyed it, but... I didn't remember much about it other than I liked it and I thought it was really well done and really different. But other than that, I really didn't remember much about it. So revisiting it, I was really excited because I knew that at one point I liked it. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also it's from the country that I am going to immigrate to when I leave this (laughs) fucking country. You're like, this is where we're living. Get a good look from the 80s. Everybody's like, if you don't like it here, you can get out. And I'm like, got it. (laughs) So I've done my research. So this is also, it is a horror film, but it's not like, I was talking to Brad and we were hanging out on a Saturday night and I was like, no, you can actually watch this one with me. It Mm -hmm. is not scary. You know, it's not even really gory for it being a vampire film. We see a little bit of blood but it doesn't get too bad no it doesn't and there's i really like my very first note in this film is the shots of blood draining or just blood in general contrasting with of course against the white yes it's yeah so against the snow very artsy very artsy really cool looking Mm -hmm. but i also like kept kept making jokes about like hey look that's where we're gonna move and he was like (laughs) You know, there's this thing that happens in Sweden where Fahrenheit and Celsius meet and it's <laughs> negative 40. And I was like, well, they're clearly surviving. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave for that time of the year. Everybody in Sweden, they just vacate. They just like go inside and they have like 80 blankets. But and hot cocoa and horror movies. It's the best time. Best time. See, exactly. Northern Lights, you're in the Arctic Circle. The thing that got my husband was he's like, I do have this bucket list item of skiing in the Arctic Circle. And Sweden's the only place you can do that. And I'm like, 
See. Well, there you go. Actually, we looked at a lot of places that we could potentially move to that were not the United States, and Sweden was not at the top of my list. Well, it wasn't like at the bottom, but there were a lot of other places I looked into first that you know were English speaking. Not that I'm like against learning another language, but it's hard, <laughs> right? But a lot of places don't allow pit bulls, and I have to bring Leia. But Sweden does, so that's because they're vicious. They're vicious killers. She cuddles with us and spoons us and sleeps with her head on the pillow, but she's so vicious. And eats birthday cake so gently. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the sweetest. She, we got her a birthday cake for her second birthday, and we, we gave it to her, and she just kind of put her nose on it and like just a little, <laughs> little bit of her top teeth to make sure it was okay that she took it. What a vicious pit bull. I know. <laughs> Anyways, but... This film, we'll go through it, is essentially about a very bullied 12-year-old befriending a vampire that is was turned at the same age. So she's 12, but she's been 12 for quite a while. A very long time. I don't think you ever figure out how long, but a very long time. And this is also based on a book. So mm -hmm. there's that. Of course, it is not an English book, but I'm sure it has been translated. I don't know, but I'd be interested to see if it has. Mm -hmm. I'm sure this good of a movie and a remake came from a pretty awesome book, but I don't know. True. But so I also, I made a note that with the red and the white the whole time, I mm -hmm. described it as a chef's kiss. It looked so good. But this poor bullied kid, y'all watch out because he's practicing on trees with knives. Telling, <laughs> yeah, he's like imagining killing his bullies or oh, yeah. at least maiming them, and he's telling them to squeal like pigs. And he's which like, is kind of fair because they get to the point of wanting to kill him. I mean, these at, are some bad kids. I mean, even but yeah, there's like this scene where they. Yeah, it, it gets really bad, but at one point they literally are, like, lashing him with a whip, pretty mm -hmm. much. It's terrible. Like, these are bullies, too. They're not just calling him names or, I'm going to refer to Carrie, like, you know, throwing throwing things at him in groups and, you know, and writing mm -hmm. on his locker. They are actually physically beating him up uh, in Mamie. Like, it's really bad. It is really bad. Yeah. And the one of the he also is keeping a scrapbook of murder. Like yeah, this area. kid is a future serial killer, even without the little vampire sidekick. Correct. Yeah, and so she obviously when you bring her in, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but she finds out that he is because she's kind of been observing him too. And she, one of the first things that she's well, the first thing she says him hears him say is squeal as he's stabbing a tree so she kind of gets the sense that he wants someone to pay for something and so you know figures out that he's being picked on and obviously she's not going to be like oh just forget about it no because <laughs> right. this is a very you know of, of it's like wholesome friendship but also they're going to get revenge on these kids. So as the viewer, <laughs> yeah. you feel like you're rooting for them and it's all very sweet and you want this 12 year old to go get revenge on his bullies. But you also have to remember that these other kids are also 12 and 13. Right. Exactly. Not that that's justified. And you do 
root for the kid to go fuck him up. But also, they are still yeah. favorite. It does make you feel a little bit better, skipping to the end, when you bring in one of the kid's, like, 16-year-old brothers. Oh, yeah. He fucking deserved it. He knows oh, yeah. better. You know. He, know, he knew better at that point. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. So... When we talk about the murder scrapbook, too, a lot of them are, like, local murders, too. So it's almost like I want to be these people in my area. And, like, what are they doing and what places are they using to hide these Mm -hmm. bodies? That's just kind of my own personal observation of what he was doing. But he's also idolizing these people, cutting out these newspaper clippings. And it's like, oh, if if your country had guns, you'd be a (laughs) full shooter. Right, exactly. Like, I have an unhealthy fascination with serial killers. I will admit that. I am not to the point of clipping things out and putting them in a book and stabbing it like a tree creepily. Not me. Yeah. And he's also, he has divorced parents. He doesn't have any friends. You do get a little bit of his parental relationships, but it doesn't talk about them very much. So they do mm-hmm. kind of create the sense that he is very lonely. Mm hmm. So when you, it's kind of a perfect storm, I suppose you could say, of a lonely, bullied kid creating, unfortunately, this scenario in his head of walking into his school and abandoning everything and just getting justice for himself in the way that he feels he is owed it, mm-hmm. which is violence, because that's all that <laughs> right. showed to him. No compassion, no warmth, just violence. Yeah, even his parents, like the interactions that we see with them, one of the first ones with his mom is, oh, yeah, he's going to be with his dad this weekend. Her talking on the phone to her friend. Like, you, she doesn't say hi to him. She doesn't really talk to him. That's your first interaction. Then with his dad, you seem to think that he's like this really good guy. He's hanging out with his son. He's doing a good job. But he lets one of his fucking alcoholic friends come over and they party all night. Yep. And you can see, like, the first time he goes to his dad's, it's really sweet and they're on snowmobiles together and he's so happy. And then the next time you can just see the change in his face when one of his friends come over and he's so uncomfortable and he's so sad mm-hmm. and just all the joy is stolen from him immediately. So nobody's looking out for this kid until he meets her. Mm-hmm. And this is the first, not really person But the first, we'll say person for the sake of (laughs) describing her, the first person that's ever really looked out for him. And they do meet because she moves into his building with an older man with kind of like what would look like her father because Mm -hmm. she does look young. But actually you find out that it's this man that is tasked with getting her food. So killing people, draining their blood and bringing it back for her to consume because if she's running around killing people you realize this type of vampire that she is is not super nuanced in killing mm-hmm. it's very instinctive it's kind of like a werewolf in the fact that she will just when she's hungry to the point of almost starvation which i actually i had some notes about this but i do think at some point she could starve to death is that kind of the vibe you got to or yes. be so was, weak that she couldn't do anything. Yes, and it's very noticeable. I'm I'm assuming because they don't say this either. It's also very nuanced in how they comment on it, but they'll make comments like or the little boy will be like you smell. And she gets very self-conscious about it and then has to go eat someone. So it's like does she start to rot? 
Exactly. Is that why she smells? And you can see her like right after she eats. It almost looks like obviously like she does like shower and stuff, but like her c- appearance changes. Her eyes don't look as sunken in. She doesn't have bags. Her hair doesn't look greasy mm-hmm. and stringy. She looks like she has literally a new life to her. But I made a note. She even says to him one night they are she is with him and he's doing a Rubik's cube and he gives it to her and says, you can just give it back to me tomorrow. And she says, I may not be here tomorrow. So it's almost an implication that she may die or she may have to go out hunting. It wasn't super clear. Mm-hmm. Or she may he, just up and leave like villagers, pitchforks, that type of thing. Right. It is. It's like, it's very, it's either open to interpretation or mm-hmm. it wasn't super clear. Now, again, this is also with English translations. So something that may mean something That's very also true. specific in Sweden may have a little bit different meaning in English. But she basically, he, her helper, I, I guess is what you would call him, goes out to kill someone several times in this film. And he gets interrupted every single time and he fails in bringing the blood to her, which is why... Uh, the first few times they meet she hasn't fed in a while and this time when he actually mentions her smell and that you know they are currently having their friendship is just starting to Mm -hmm. kind of get going he's doing the rubik's cube and is like you smell funny and like you said she gets very self-conscious he she hasn't eaten in a long time because he failed because he mm-hmm. got caught in the woods because someone's dog ran off and caught them and then of course there's this big community story about this killer which he finds and clips for his scrapbook mm-hmm. and she says i may not be here tomorrow because she hasn't eaten so that's why i was like are you literally going to rot because that's why you're smelling can you right? starve? she's very weak like she even like looks shaky at a certain point she's mm-hmm. getting desperate I don't know. Like every vampire lore story is so different. So I wonder, you have to wonder, is this species of vampire, could she actually starve to death? Right. You also have to look at the fact that she's a kid. We don't see a lot of kid vampires. So is that affecting it too? Does she have to eat more often because she's little? She never matured in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, she also is upset and yelling at her helper that she may have to go out and kill. Like, she seems to be pretty uncomfortable with killing herself. And she doesn't like that. Which is fair, because later when you see when she does have to kill, it's not, like I said, there's no nuance easy. to it. She doesn't try to hide it. It's not like she lures, like, like a Dracula character where it's clean cut. It's literally like an animalistic, vicious, like... Yeah. Someone literally saw her do it and she had no awareness of that. Yeah. So. It's also she's so she's little. She's a little girl. How are you going to get up to someone's neck unless you like she does a ruse at one point where she acts like she's hurt so that someone will pick her up so that her face is closer to their neck. Yeah. And so she has to go out and and hunt basically. But the next night, she does the Rubik's Cube, and she smells better. (laughs) And maybe she would have died. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they're talking, and she doesn't remember her birthday. And it's really sweet. And she doesn't 
she talks about how she doesn't get presents because she doesn't really know her birthday and stuff and her she doesn't have parents that do anything for her so he gifts her the rubik's cube and this is really when as a viewer you're like oh my god they're so sweet even though she's she's i was like 500 years old or some shit yeah and i wouldn't say she's a vicious killer because she's Mm -hmm. literally just trying to survive but unfortunately that comes with like killing people and drinking their blood so you know there's that but this whole friendship (laughs) does kind of begin to emerge because you have this lonely kid that's finally getting a friend and this very lonely vampire who's also getting a friend Mm -hmm. because you can also tell that she's only been hanging out with capable old men to get her food which that's not fulfilling either right and while he's at school he learns morse code so they can communicate through the shared wall of their apartments and you know that's really sweet too so Mm -hmm. they have their own little method of communication but it is really sweet but i feel like every creepy little kid or kid that doesn't have any friends ends up learning morse code with the one friend that they find it's happened in so many movies and i know this 2008 it probably happened before these other movies that i'm pissed about but god damn i'm tired of seeing it or some sort of like language or code or something yeah and so they when he learns this he stays a little bit late in school to write down this morse code and this next scene is the one i was referring to earlier when i said that these kids stop him and literally whip him they stop him ask him what he was doing he refuses to give over the morse code that he was writing down and they hold him and one the basically the ringleader kid demands one of the other kids to start whipping him and they whip him in the legs at first but then one of the other kids takes it and slashes it across his face and you just see this very fine cut appear and you know that had to just hurt oh yeah that had to hurt yeah and he doesn't tell his mom and that's another thing about this and which unfortunately is true with a lot of bullied kids you're gonna get it worse if you're a tattletale you know yeah so he's not telling anybody that he's getting bullied like this he says he oh my fell. god i'd be so mad Oh my god! If you're fu- Ugh, you bully my kids, I'm yanking them out of that school so fucking fast. Unfortunately, yeah. As and, and you know, I understand bullying happens, name calling, ostracizing, alienating a kid. This is different, though. Oh yeah. If and I know that they are they outsmart the teachers a lot because he does have some sort of relationship with his physical education teacher. It's not like a sweet relationship by any means, but you know, some sort of relationship. But Mm -hmm. they're getting away with a lot of shit because they are also like one time to distract one of them, they set a fire to something like, you know, but this is completely different. Like, you know, if my kid was being bullied, I would, of course, try to deal with it. And, you know, putting them in another school, the same type of bullying, it may be happening, but whipping and that Mm -hmm. kind of shit, completely different game. Like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, that is not okay like none of it's okay obviously but jesus christ dude and i was i made a note when he doesn't tell his mom and i was like it's okay tell your vampire friend and then he (laughs) does and i was like yeah that's right (laughs) she'll use her and then she tells him to hit back and she basically says harder hit back harder and then she says i'll help you and i was like Ooh, y'all are going to get it now. (laughs) And 
they have this i wouldn't say it's a montage because it's not like it has like fucking music and stuff but there are a couple scenes where you do see them their friendship start to continue to grow they go out and do stuff together at night and there's even one scene where he's like hey do you want he i think he buys like candy coins or something mm-hmm. and he's like eat one and she's still trying to hide the fact obviously that she's a vampire because you know who wants to just be like hey <laughs> And I would be okay with it. Like, share with me. I'm here for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, of course, you know, she's been indoctrinated to be like, oh, they will torch and pitchfork you, you know. Especially in the 80s. We haven't had the vampire fad yet. Because this is set in 1982. And it feels it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we haven't had all the Anne Rice novels or Twilight or any of that. It's Where hard people to find a friend. Like, yeah, I would like to date a vampire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vampires know? were still bad and scary back then. Exactly. Not sparkly. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so she takes one of the pieces of food that he offers her, and then she just starts obviously heaving it up and throwing up behind hmm. the building. And he just hugs her. You know. Yeah, which is really sweet. Their relationship is really sweet. Yeah, and he, she even asks, like, "Would you like me even if I wasn't a girl?" And he's like, "I suppose." Like we stand. Like he doesn't give a fuck. Like he just cares so deeply about her as a person he doesn't and that comes into play later too he doesn't care like what she is and i i think that he's thinking like she's a boy like she's referring to the fact that she might be a boy but like he doesn't care while we're on that that topic the one piece of trivia i have is kind of interesting because why she says that is actually a nod to the book because in the book she is actually a he that's also the we get to a point where she changes into a different dress and mm-hmm. we see that her genitals are scarred. That is also a point to the book because in the book, he had his genitals removed the same time he became a vampire. You know, and that's it's like a really quick shot. And also it's like kind of as the viewer, you're like, oh, my God, that's a 12 year old genitals we're looking at. So it kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So you don't really know because there is also a thing with like female like, you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't need pedophiles wanting to watch this movie. It's real quick, thankfully. Yeah. And also, you know, you don't know if there was any sort of like female castration involved because that's also a thing. But it's an honest. I, he doesn't care. And I made a note of that later, which is a really sweet thing too that he just cares about this person if you will regardless of right exactly gender identity which is another great lesson (laughs) (laughs) moving on though her helper attempts is continuing to attempt to get her food because you know she has to keep eating or he or they let's just say they from now on because now (laughs) we kind of talked about that scene but up until that point, you think she, but they need to keep eating. And he's a terrible, I mean, I guess he had some merit at some point, but this town they're yeah. not living in, I don't know if it's just more difficult or what. Yeah, but- he's definitely struggling now, but I feel for him because they don't tell you this stuff. Maybe they do in the book, but. Since I didn't read the book, I made my own story for their lives. So I looked at him and then the new boy that she's courting and I'm like, oh, I see. So he was the old Oscar. 
I'm assuming that she probably met him when they were younger and they stuck together and now he's aging up and he's the one that brings her food. That's my guess. Which is unfortunate because she has a 12 mentality still. Yeah, exactly. So he wants, or they want a younger. Yeah, Yeah. but you can definitely tell that he loves her. And I'm not saying that anything sexual happens, but it feels, it doesn't feel like a father-daughter type love. Oh, no, it never has. Yeah, it feels deeper than that. Yeah, that's just how they get away with you know like he looks like her father so Mm -hmm. that's how they get away with like renting apartments together and moving through towns together you know but he goes to try to get her another figure and then he tries another sacrifice basically and it's a teenage boy in a changing room after school and he basically has him hanging up but hasn't killed him yet. He hangs them upside down and then drains their blood into this can. Basically, it almost looks like a gas can. Like yeah. you do a deer. Exactly. And he is caught by the boy's friends because he's also, I don't know if he's just lost his touch, but not great at realizing his surroundings like the forest one in the beginning i kind of understand because somebody was just walking their dog got off leash and the dog was like what the fuck is going on over here but this one the friends were still smoking cigarettes outside yeah maybe go do some circles around the building and make sure everybody has left first exactly and then what was was your plan to get out obviously there wasn't one because he ends up pouring acid on his face yes yeah, they come into the locker room. His The friend is still alive and starts yelling for help. And he's hiding in the shower and to conceal his identity to keep it from leading back to Eli. But it's Ellie. spelled Eli. But yeah, Eli. He pours acid on his face to dis- prevent the authorities from identifying him. So since Eli still looks like a child... She goes to the, they, I'm sorry. I mean, she, for all intents and purposes. I mean, it is a she. It, it, yeah. It's a boy in the book that they turn to a girl. It's not a transgender thing with the right. story, but. So she goes to the hospital and says, my father was arrested. And the nurse is like, oh my God, we're going to identify this person because his child is here. And they're like, oh my God, it's on the seventh floor. And then she just fucking walks out of the hospital and climbs the fuck up the building. (laughs) And he basically, he knows his time with her is over and basically says, yeah, you can eat me now. (laughs) And it's really sad. Yeah, but I do like it. And you can actually see that he's almost happy. Like, that it's her, that he's not just going to be sent to prison or death row or any of that. Yeah, and I'm sure, and that's kind of when you also get the sense that it's a deeper love than that, too. Yes, exactly. You know, like like you said, it's like they've been together since he was probably around the same age, and they've aged, or he has aged, but they've aged together. She just unfortunately hasn't. And right that's one of those things where like a lot of vampire movies you see like no you're immortal i can't do this with you but Mm -hmm. you know thankfully we don't see like bedroom stuff with them nobody wants to see that no 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 well you don't really see bedroom stuff at all except a little bit in this next scene that i'm going to talk about but it's not an overtly sexual scene at all it's more of like a coming of age type thing Mm mm-hmm for and uh, connection, like a loneliness, I don't want to be alone tonight thing. 
Correct. Yeah. And the boy's name is Oscar. I don't know if I've said that yet, but so after this, she goes to Oscars because I mean, she did just lose him. I mean, that can't be great. Even though she has Oscar now, like still, that's someone that she's been with for pretty much exactly how his sad. entire life. You know, now she's going to go back to their apartment all, all alone. No. Yeah, exactly. So she climbs up his window and basically is like, hey, can you uh, let me in? <laughs> because she there are some tropey vampire things like she can't just go in anywhere. She has to be let in and invited in. And she let the right one in, not the wrong one. Yeah, the right one. (laughs) So she takes off all her clothes because, you know, she is all bloody and shit. (laughs) And gets in bed with him. And now he's facing the other way and she just kind of big spoons behind him. So there's no there is no sexual touching or anything. Again, these are 12 year olds. Well, Oscar is 12. She's Eternal Twelve, but they do respect that storyline. They they are very good at not crossing the boundaries set there to yeah. not se- overly sexualize twelve year olds. This yeah. scene does like you feel a little uncomfortable, but the way they do it again, it is more of a coming of age, like you said, connection. I mean, it's not any worse than Stephen King writing a child orgy in it. Let's just say, uh, like, yeah, that's way worse. Yeah, way and worse. That's one of my favorite books, and I just pretend that didn't happen. So you know, <laughs> but Oscar says basically, "Will you be my? Do you want to be my girlfriend?" And she says, "I'm not a girl." And Oscar's just like, "Oh, can can we go steady then like he just changes his wording like he's like whatever you aren't is pressing up against me right now we love a little king that can just rephrase the wording (laughs) we stand we stand as they lie in bed naked at 12 and like 150 years old or whatever (laughs) at 12 and like 150 yeah i think she's around 300 ish i read in trivia but they don't have that actually noted anywhere so Good Take Lord. that with a huge grain of salt. That's so old. <laughs> Imagine all the things that she has seen. I know, which is why I want to be a vampire. I want to see all the stuff. That's cool. Do you? It's hard enough seeing humans in one lifetime fuck it all up. I guess that's fucking fair. Sorry, that was super pessimistic of me. <laughs> <laughs> At least you would get to eat them. Yeah, see, exactly. If I'm a vampire, I get to take out the evil people. You'd be like, you're a particularly bad person. I'm coming for you. <laughs> exactly. Not to put, put that in there, but like your guy on the highway, he'd be like, I'm going to eat you. Right? Put that MAGA hat on, walk to the White House, be like, I have an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump is my favorite. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I wonder if you'd have to be invited into the White House since it's a public place. Huh, that's interesting. I mean, that's a good point. Nobody ever lives there for more than like eight years. So, and technically it's owned by the people. Yeah. And you t- take tours there and all that stuff. Huh. Just take the tour and stay. <laughs> exactly. There you all just hide overnight. Like in uh, Olympus Has Fallen, you know how he just stays. I've never actually seen that. I was thinking oh. more X Men, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. 
he's all hyped up now. He has a fucking significant other. He's been taking like weightlifting classes after his pep talk was like with her earlier and was like she was like hit harder, which is smart. I love that. Yeah. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it. I got this." So, <laughs> they take a field trip. And also one thing when I was like, "Hey Brad, look at Sweden. It takes <laughs> hey, field Brad. trip." To a frozen pond to play hockey. That that's your shit right there. <laughs> so they take a field trip to a, an ice rink. Well, it's a frozen lake, but and one they discover the dead body of the guy that he tried to kill in the forest. Well, he did successfully kill. He tried to feed in the forest, but didn't end up bringing the blood back to her. And then two, Oscar gets this fucking gigantic. It's not a stick like an outside stick. It's like a pole. Mm-hmm. It's not a hockey stick either. It's just like a straight, long. Yeah, it's pole. definitely a man-made thing that's just chilling out there. Yeah, it's the pole that he was using to try to dunk the body in the water so that it would, you know, bury itself. Correct. Yeah, and he fucking calls his bully over like the ringleader. And he fucking whacks him right across the side of the head. And that bully goes down so fucking hard. And he took out his fucking ear. He's just like bleeding from the ear. He sends the kid to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, nice. But then two little girls find that body. So that's that's a thing. Not so nice. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> Because that obviously opens up. It can't just be like sunshine and rainbows and their next door neighbors and in love forever, you know. Mm-hmm. They have to have some sort of conflict. So it was an eventful field trip, though. Right. When he tells her about it, she's basically like, well done. And then they go to this like hidden kid hangout. You know how kids have like weird warehouses or like underground places or like, you yeah. know. And there's this really cool shot of her that I have to mention. They walk into this warehouse and all the lights are out and it lingers on her and her eyes are glowing. But like when cat eyes glow at night and Mm -hmm. he puts the light on and just for a second, her eyes are completely narrowed out until they adjust to the light. And it's really cool because really you don't see her look like a vampire much and except for a few shots when she looks incredibly animalistic when she's feeding, Mm -hmm. when she looks like she's rotting Mm -hmm. and in these shots in the dark and it's really smooth i did note that the cgi i really loved in this because it's almost unnoticeable sometimes you're going minus there's a scene with all these cats that's very cgi but with her sometimes it almost looks like is it makeup or cgi and also i made a note that when you told me like she was actually a man it made sense because sometimes when she's like in her more vampire mode she does kind of look more manly they did choose this actress because of how she looked almost unisex like more androgynous that makes sense think that's the word i meant yes thank you yeah. so when they're there oscar is sitting down and he cuts himself on purpose because he wants to make one of those stupid kid blood packs you know like they do in right. where they're like let's shake hands but like do a blood swab right what if um, she did it though would he just be a vampire like there I don't, away. I don't know like I know that the reason she's not turning him is because she needs like a human like helper but like it sucks to like really love someone knowing that just like she just did like eventually Mm-hmm. you will lose them anyways <laughs> bad idea 
he starts dri- like she like immediately like wide eye panics backs up, up. In the she's like fuck 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 like she he starts dripping blood and she immediately down on her hands and knees starts lapping it up off the floor and she's like you need to fucking leave okay that's another thing i want to comment it's not a huge problem in this movie but especially like things like supernatural can we stop cutting each other on our palms you realize you're gonna need to use that to hold a gun a knife things like that stop cutting yourself on your fucking palm yeah jesus christ like a ritualistic thing like if there's a reason i i fucking hope so because other than that it's dumb stop doing it don't do it pagans let me know (laughs) is there a reason we do that i'm curious wiccans pay i don't I'm uneducated in the difference. I'm very sorry, but let me know. So also this is kind of when I noticed that when she's like in her more vampire-y, like down on her hands and knees lapping up, that's when she, they kind of CGI more for vampire form. It looks very male. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Note there. She definitely looks like a demon. Yeah. And this is when she's like, she got a taste of blood and now she can't just go back to her apartment she goes hunting and unfortunately the first guy she picked off was part of this local friend group and for some well it is a a very specific reason she goes hunting and she hunts and she gets a girl from that same friend group but she doesn't she gets caught and by the significant other I believe of the woman and so she Mm -hmm. doesn't finish and so what happens is that woman just got bit and a little bit of blood drained so then she's a vampire yeah it's that simple like there are some where it's a whole thing a whole ritual no she bites you you're turning which honestly if I had to turn I would want it to be that simple. Like, I don't want to drink a bunch of your blood. That sounds fucking disgusting. Like, if I don't have the taste for it, blood is one. And, like, the taste of iron is so nasty to me. So, I would just just do a little bite. Do a little, little, little bit. And then I'll just, that's that. But, unfortunately, for this woman, of course, she doesn't know. They just know that this little girl attacked and killed their friend. Because one of the other friends saw it from his balcony. And now this little girl just attacked and bit this woman who then starts to turn because she realized the sun is getting hotter. And then she goes into one of their friend's apartments, I think a night later or that same, like the next night, and all the cats just fucking lose it. The cats are great. They attack her. Yeah, they do. They're like, get the fuck out. You're basically a demon. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's locked up in a psych ward and she wants to die because she bas- she says to her husband or significant other, that little girl infected me and she knows the son will kill her. She's figured that out by now. So on the day of her release, I'm skipping ahead a little bit just to keep in line with this girl's story arc. She tells the orderly to open the blinds for her because she wants some sunlight and she just fucking bursts into flames. Yep. So At least it seemed fast. Yeah. And then coming back to the our vampire and our main character, he finds out that she's a vampire because, of course, they need to talk about what the fuck happened. Yeah. And then he starts to treat her different because he finds out that she has to kill people. And so he's like, you kill people. 
you rob people because she has like you know a bunch of money and a bunch of people's stuff and she takes stuff from the people she kills and he's really judgmental about it even though he wants to fucking kill people correct yes (laughs) and so he goes into her apartment and talks to her about all these things and you can tell he's being really judgmental later she goes over to his apartment and his mother's not home and she says, you have to invite me in. And he starts taunting her. Like, well, what happens yeah, if you just come in? Such an ass sometimes. God. Yeah. He's like, well, what happens if you just come in? Why can't you just come in? And he's like, he like is clicking at her and like making noises at her. So she just walks on in to prove a point, And she just starts seeping blood out of her eyes and ears and nose and mouth, even out of her pores. At first you see it just pouring out of her shoulder. Yeah, down her scalp and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. He's just like shaking. And then he just yells, I invite you in and just hugs her. And it's like, yeah, bitch, I'm not making this shit up. Right. But now she's covered in all this blood. And now so is he. And it's like, "Mm, go take a shower or something. It's gross. Which she does. (laughs) Yeah. And that's when she changes into different clothing and we see the scar. Yeah. And you kind of are like, okay, interesting. Right. What the fuck happened with that? But you don't actually figure it out. It's just a nod to the book. Yeah. And so they also kind of have this thing now where he is going to help protect her since her protector is gone. Like during the new protector. Yep. Yep. And also he feels like an asshole. So, you know, (laughs) as he should. Yes, correct. As he should. So during the day they are in her apartment. And the man whose wife died, he is now on the hunt for her. And he ends up at her apartment. And he is going to fuck her up. Like, (laughs) it's unclear if he's figured out that she is a vampire. But obviously his wife just burst into flames because of the sun. So, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like he's way underprepared. He must not have believed her. Yeah. I mean, he just has like this little knife with him. Like, it's like it's a little girl it's fine i'm just gonna kill her but <laughs> he go like oscar is still scared he still has never killed anybody obviously and he's 12 that's fair it's not he, he said he would help he didn't say like i'm ready to start right killing a bunch of men on the spot for you i'll bring you dinner every night type thing no no yeah no we're not there yet You can assume that's the direction this is going to go in over the next few years, but we're not there yet. And so (laughs) he finds her asleep in the bathtub, the the man does. And obviously the windows are all cardboarded out and he pulls back the blankets and finds her asleep. And he goes to lift the cardboard up off the window so the sun will stream in and Oscar's behind him with a knife. So you're like, okay, Oscar's going to get his first kill. But instead he just yells no because obviously and it wakes up ellie and she just does the job and also gets a meal yeah it's perfect he like service he brought delivery to her it's amazing he's doordash DoorDash. (laughs) and so she thanks him for saving her and which is like at first i was like he didn't do shit but i was like yeah he did i mean if he wasn't there like yeah she would have gotten got yeah yeah so this basically last scene we're going into is she decides she knows that she's been caught and she can no longer stay, which is really sad because he watches her leave 
and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, that's really sad. He finally found someone he could be with or not even like romantically, just someone to connect with. And also that, but you know, more so. <laughs> and also that. Whether too. they were together romantically or not, <laughs> like I was there for the friendship, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And so she drives away and you to just see an empty shot of her apartment all cleared out and him being sad boy. And then he gets a call from the boys at school and they're like, are you coming to practice tonight? And you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Real world. Oh, no. And she's not there anymore. God damn it. And so he goes to this like physical education class and he's doing some water aerobics. And then all these boys are in on this and they set a fire outside and then lock the gym up of this like aquatic center. And he's in the pool and the kid that he flapped in the ear real good. That kid basically lost his hearing. Like he's fucked. Oh yeah. But he brought his big brother. Yeah. The big brother says, I'm going to hold you underwater, and if you can hold your breath for three minutes, then I won't dig out your eye with this knife. Oh, and he's serious, too. Oh, he's way serious. Like, no wonder the little, younger kid bully is this way. He must grow up with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you kind of feel bad for the brother, but at the same time, you're like, meh. Yeah, you don't have to feel bad long, at least. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He is being held under for a long time and you can kind of see like you're kind of like, oh, he's just gonna he's just gonna die like he doesn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Like she's gone. You don't you see him stop fighting like, you know, because they gave him the option like you can come back up for air, but I'm going to take your eye out. And he just kind of releases the air from his lungs and you can kind of see his face change. He just kind of decides to stop fighting. Mm-hmm. in my opinion and, no I agree it looked like that too yeah I mean he could have just passed out but then also you see a kid's shoes just start gliding across the water and then a kid's head lands in the water and you're like <laughs> and oh. an arm <laughs> yeah you and then you see her face in front of his face and you're like yeah you're like my girlfriend's back that's why you get a vampire buddy or spouse <laughs> or significant other because I don't know. It doesn't ever talk about, you know, how in other vampire things they're like, we're connected. I don't know. Or if she was just like not ready to leave him. So she came back for him. Right. Or so she was like watching and stuff. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, they got what was coming for him because and the only one she left alive was the one that walked away from it and was like crying on the bleachers because he didn't want to be a part of it. Was he alive? Yep, he was alive. I remembered his body like slack over there on the bleachers. So I was like, "Mm, maybe he's dead too. Well, I read the the Wikipedia walkthrough because I couldn't decide if he did die and this was his afterlife or if this actually Mm. happened. So I Mm -hmm. read it. That's why I read the ending because I was like, did he actually die? And this is just his after his like ideal afterlife or did this actually happen? And apparently it actually happened. So... Hmm. That's why and I read it. one and of the kids survived. Yes. One of the kids yeah. survived. Good to know. Yep. He was terrified and he was <laughs> sobbing. <laughs> but yeah. And the very end scene is them on a train and she is, and they are tapping Morse code and that Morse code. I also read in the ending. Cause I was trying to figure out if he had passed out and was, you know, 
hallucinating mm-hmm. slash dead or if this actually happened she tapped kiss and he tapped puss <laughs> puss means little kiss in yeah, um... i know but it was just like there was <laughs> yeah. what's funny is there was no context on wikipedia and i was like oh yeah that's awkward i read that in the trivia thankfully yes it means little kiss yes it does he's not being dirty he's not like correct give me which i knew that, that because i had looked <laughs> into uh, it was for a different not film related but it was funny because I was like you can't just do that Wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) yeah but they do put a little like tabby there but it's like in Swedish this means and I was like you could just put little because you didn't you didn't describe kiss any differently but whatever (laughs) they did that on purpose right yeah it's unfortunate yeah but so now they're going off together to and the fact that he leaves is because they his mom and him do have one cute scene together of them brushing their teeth one Mm -hmm. but clearly his relationship with his parents is not enough to keep him with them and he Mm -hmm. just rides off with her because she has enough money and either between like 150 and 400 years of experience (laughs) right you get around the world and take care of herself so she she they don't need shit they're gonna be fine so he goes off with her and eventually he's going to be her killer well there is an alternate ending that they actually scrapped And it shows them getting off the train or it's before the train, but they're like behind a store and a clerk sees her bite him. And that's the end. So he does get turned into a vampire. That's cool. So either one ending is a helper and one ending is a. Yeah, exactly. Vampire. Because in the one they show it, she's in the crate because it's daytime. So yeah, I mean, it would be helpful, obviously, to a vampire for someone that could go out during the day. But obviously, I kind of like the one where he's turned into a vampire because that means she found someone she loves enough to stay mm-hmm. with forever. Agreed. I think I wish that they had kept that ending, especially since they went with the love story part of this so hard. I feel like that's the ending you needed. At but. least he's not dead in a pool. <laughs> right. True facts. The reason I know that puss is little in Swedish is because I want to learn Swedish to live there. By, by. Ah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> and if you look up Swedish flashcards, obviously, what are they going to teach you? Big, little, yeah. fast, slow, Makes morning, sense. night, days of the week. Have but you it was started just, learning it yet? Uh, a little bit. Watching the movie doesn't help at all, though. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know why. Swedish is such an... It's not a hard language to learn if you're, it's kind of like when I was learning Spanish, it's difficult to learn when you're not having actual conversations with people. And first, mm-hmm. it's hard to learn. I, I know that people are like, watch television shows in the other language, but you're so focused on what you're reading in English that your brain is mm-hmm. just like almost hearing it in English. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. That's why I was asking is because I know people say to watch things in other languages, but not make sense. Maybe I think can if you I was turn the subtitles with- off? Well, I think if I was watching literal children's shows, I think that's what I would start with. Like, I know that sounds stupid, but I think if I watched, like, Swedish shows for, like, toddlers. No, probably, yeah. Like, basic language. Exactly, like, language building shows. But I think this one was, like, a little too advanced because they talk so fast. I was just focused on trying to read the subtitles. So, yeah, it did not help. 
Makes sense. But what would you grade it? Oh, five out of five. Really? Yeah. Love this film. Interesting. I really like that it's I, I've been really into and I don't know, I've been really into horror lately that's not just outright in your face scary. And mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it more than now, I did enjoy The Conjuring 2 back on episode 100 because it is scary, scary. Mm-hmm. But there have been a lot of films that we've watched recently that aren't just like outright scary. And I just have been, and you know, I'm into like art house films and yeah. shit. So yeah, these these really like, I love deep plots. And so, I mean, I always think of when I grade things a five, like how would I rate this with some of the classic greats? And I mean, if not, I don't five, do that. Like what, what was your experience with this one movie? Was it a five out of five? Was it a two out of five? No. Yeah. Like I would, I, you know, and another thing with foreign films is if the subtitles don't take me out of it at all and I would mm-hmm. put it on and know exactly what was going on and I could move around regardless of it being in a different language and still enjoy it then yeah five mm-hmm. out of, yeah five out of five yeah I honestly eesh, it's a little too artsy for me so even with it being vampires there are some things in this that I do love love the vampires love snowy horror I don't mm-hmm. doing this podcast has really made me understand that I have this crazy love I'm super excited for December coming up because I have this crazy love for Christmas horror now and snowy horror that just puts me in the mood so I loved those things but other than that probably like a three out of five is probably a basic film for me just because I don't like all that art house stuff usually that's totally fair that's one thing that we kind of consistently not always, but very often. On. Yeah, we differ yeah. on. I revel in it, which is weird because there are some mainstream films that, that are artsy and I'm like, eh. But <laughs> horror is one of those that I don't know if it's because I cling on to artsy filmmaker, like filmmakers in horror to just keep pumping the genre full of different things because mm-hmm. I get so... I do love that it's different. Artsy horror is always going to be different. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm interested in the American one. I have heard that it's kind of a shot for shot remake, which is totally fine because I think that subtitles and foreign films, and this is fine, turn people off and so they won't watch it. So if there is an English remake, at least it gets people exposed to the story, which is fine. But I have heard that it's pretty much a shot for shot remake. But that's just what I've heard. Yeah. Those are those are my thoughts. I thought it was really well done. And I thought it was really artistic. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed pretty much all of it. I liked the characterization and the character arcs in this. I mean, I didn't think that she had much of a character arc because she was pretty consistent throughout. But I yeah. liked his development a Well, lot. how much are you going to change after 300 years? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But his development and, you know, coming from being like a really lonely kid to having a friend that makes you kind of a I mean and he really didn't turn that he made one good shot didn't really turn that much into a badass but at least he had someone Mm -hmm. I don't know I just you know how I feel about kids and coming of age (laughs) things and you know so no it was just a little too artsy for me but I think this is very unique and an amazing movie for lots of other people definitely go watch it 
Well, thank you so much for being here and shout out to our patrons. If you'd like to join our little Patreon family, it is patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast. And we're hoping to add some fun little tears and add a little bit more to that. So if you want to go check it out, head on over there, see what we got going on and all the other socials, of course, as usual, the extra sisters podcast and Twitter is at the extra sisters. And next time, man is the warmest place to hide. Till then, stay creepy.